Oh, dude, we're recording. Oh, hell yeah. What are we recording? Uh, things. Podcasting my generation. Gonna have a talk today. Podcasting my generation. Listen to the words we say. Podcasting my generation. Hello and welcome to episode 00 of My Generation. This is a podcast about the generational gap between the ages. Pre-recorded live here in KMAC Studios in the heart of Connecticut in association with Tennessee. And with me is a youngin I lovingly call my son, Mr. Jeff DeMarco. Hey, what's going on? I don't know, man. From what I understand is you and I have a gap. And now, opening gap. Yeah, we do. I mean, I got a gap in my tooth right here. I got a gap down the street where I buy my jeans, but otherwise... It's like a full 20 years, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's a full... You're 24? 26. When did you turn 26? Back in February. Day after Valentine's Day. You aged two years. Have I known you two years? No. I think you have. Just about two years. No, a little over a year, actually. And I met you via a podcast. Uh, Yes, an old podcast I used to do. From Here to the Void. And that was a freaking hilarious podcast. I really thought you scripted that. Uh, No, most of it was pretty off the cuff. You're a good off the cuffer. Thank you. Thank you. That's what we call in the business. <laughs> in the business. In the business, we call that cuffing, but that's just the business. Um, in the business of uh, living room podcasting. <laughs> we have similar taglines. Uh, my show is Please Stand Well, my show is Please Stand By, and uh, a show about nothing and everything all at once. And that was your tagline as well. And that's how we met uh, Google searching. We crashed into each other, Google ish. And uh, d- did a couple shows since we did uh, the uh, the revelation the revelation the revel the revolution the re- what's the name of the show we've done? <laughs> Are you talking about the uh, '80s Michael Jackson episode? Yeah, what's the name of that show? Oh, Retrovarian. Um, Retrovarian. Yeah. Jeez. Well, see, the biggest gap in in our lives is that you still have your sanity, and <laughs> your memory is great. Mine is falling. I'm closer to fifty. True, I am 46, so there is exactly a 20-year gap. I was born in July, you were born in February, and there's a 20-year gap. And that's the focus of the show, is the fact that we have a 20-year gap, and we want to talk about the differences in everything, from telephones to vehicles to musical instruments to the way movies are made, whatever. What has been the difference in in the 20 years difference of our lives? And I'll be covering the 70s until late 80s. You'll be covering the 90s until present day. Yeah. And then this show will become generational. What's interesting about it, too, is, uh, you know, we, we can start small, like you said, focusing on movies, television shows, things of that nature. And as it goes on, there's just tiny little minute details and like everything from the way culture is as a whole to the way we treat presidential elections that we could cover somewhere down the road. Exactly. Yeah. What do you, what do you think of the rectum as a whole? The rectum as a whole? 
Um, see, my generation, we don't refer to it as rectum a whole lot, so it actually took me about two ruin seconds. Ruin them. You're more ruin them. Oh, so it took a while yeah. on that, huh? Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. I used but to think rectum too. was a fruit. A fruit? Yeah, I thought it was a vegetable or a fruit. Did you get your daily supply of rectum today? I don't know. <laughs> breakfast beverage. Um, I was about to look that up. <laughs> Are you? It's about to Google rectum as a fruit. <laughs> and now, tonight's main topic. Oh, God, he fell. He's been drinking. Um, so today's current topic for episode 00 is going to be titled The Good Old Days. And uh, if I may, I, I'm just going to dive right in with my good old days, and then I'll let you dive in from the 90s upward, because your good old days were in my 20s. Sounds good. Let's my, hear it. And my good old days actually ended in the 20s because of 19, the year 1988 until the year 92. I was oblivious to anything because that, unfortunately, was my drug years. So that's where my good old days ended my good old days were from 1980 until 1988 i love those days that's when the music to me was awesome we had the 80s music um we had the 80s television where it was norman lear comedy um it was uh shows like uh, three's company chips was prevalent i loved the mm. show chips i loved dukes of hazard and 1980 i was 10 years old so there was a lot of toys that were were awesome back then uh, video games were amazing on Atari, and uh, and I love those days. Um, and it, it seems to have gone on even past the 80s, because now it's like a resurgence. It seems like every 30 to 40 years, something comes back. In the 80s, it was the 50s. I would go to my sister's school, and we had 50s dance nights. And, right. And I would dress up like the Fonz, because uh, Happy Days was hot in <laughs> the early 70s up until about mid-70s. So that was my thing. So for me, my good old days were definitely wrapped in the 80s, and it affects everything I do now. I write music, and, I'm, and at the present time, I'm writing an 80s synth album for spring. And, uh, nice. And that sticks with that. Uh, how about you? What is your, what is your time frame of perfection i would have to say for me the good old days would probably probably span the entirety of the 90s decades and some into the early 2000s but i hit that peak i think around 16 or 17 where i just really started to pine for the 90s you know like i didn't really get into the 2010s as much so for me i guess the good old days are definitely just that 90s decade with maybe a little bleed over but yeah i don't know if it was just there was just a general vibe of the 90s, you know, like uh, it, it was interesting. All these art forms that had kind of really taken their time blossoming in the 70s and the 80s, like film and music, you know, vinyl records and stuff. I feel like that all kind of came to a head in the 90s. Yeah. Like that was like the last great era for things like that. You know, uh, on television, you had stuff like The X-Files, The Simpsons, you know, some of the greatest television I've ever seen in my life started there. True. Uh, Video games, for me, you know, I know Atari was kind of more your bag, but for me it was Nintendo through and through, you know. I was a total Nintendo boy, and I still pine for those days of playing Super Mario World on my Super Nintendo at four, those big mushy buttons, you know, <laughs> blowing on the you. cartridges to get them to work. Yes. Yeah. Um <clears throat> That's my bag. But even in, you know, even in terms of music, I was a huge fan of that 90s era. 
hip hop where things were getting experimental, kind of poetic, like with Tupac and Biggie and Eminem. And uh, I like uh, that. No, go on. Yeah, I'm <laughs> huge fan of the rock too. Like, as you can see, can you see that? What is that from? Misfits or no? That's from Nirvana. Nirvana. Okay. Nirvana. Nirvana for me was this huge catalyst that got me into all kinds of music and just the sound of that band alone kind of embodies what the 90s feels like to me also nirvana to me ended my music really do tell now now at Mm. this moment in time i respect nirvana when nirvana Mm. came along i couldn't believe the trash that was coming out on the radio it was like this is the most simplest crap i've ever heard Mm. in my life and it was bar chords, and it was lazy singing, and it didn't make any sense to me. And this is this is 1990s Kev talking, back in, in 20 years old. And, gotcha. and I was like, why is this music coming along? We have such great synth music right now. And we got a lot of music going on. We don't need that. You know, it sounds like yeah. they're trying so hard to be... Uh, you know, late seventies. It just sounds so hack. I've heard this before, and and I couldn't stand it. Now I have much respect for Nirvana because of the fact that they they broke a they broke a chain of of synthetic music that had disco leftovers and a whole bunch of it was like leftover plate, and they came along and cleaned it off. <laughs> so yeah. that I respect. Um, but grunge to me, I cannot stand Pearl Jam. My kids love Pearl Jam. Katrina goes every concert that comes along, but I cannot take Pearl Jam. They drive me crazy. What is your You know, I've not listened to enough Pearl Jam to be able to say yay or nay, but I'll I'll side with you on this one. Unfortunately, that gap, I think, is kids that were born like in the 80s. Uh, Daughter was born in 1982, I think it is. Oh, so like a bleed over. Yeah. And, uh, And that's the difference there. So yeah, there's definitely gaps in between our gaps, but uh, I would think I would think our listeners are going to generate between, you know, people that were born in the '70s and then people that were born in the '90s. I think for that, sure that'll be it. Uh, you are right now seeing a woman. Uh, yes, actually, she is. Her female. name is. You've checked. Did, she is real. Yes, I've been fooled before, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, her name is Brianna. What's interesting is uh, she's about seven years younger than me, so there's another generational yeah, gap even that, there. That's the next gap. And may yeah. I stop and say, you lucky dog. Yeah, yeah. She's 19? Yeah, she's 19. Gosh, those days are gone for me. I couldn't keep up if I tried. I have a hard time keeping up now, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> Like, my hips are broken from this week, Kevin. Oh, no. Dancing, right? Uh, Yes, of course. Yeah, dancing. Um, uh, I am married to a woman who is actually older than me. And I went the opposite way. I've always found older women much more intelligent, uh, older women much more sexy. Shelly is an incredibly sexy woman. I I can level mindset better. Younger women than me, um, I couldn't keep up even younger when I was younger. It was hard for me to do. Um, have you ever had a thing for older women? Not necessarily. I know no, they've had them for really. you, though. Yes. Yeah, I've seen you with a librarian. Oh, have you? I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are you doing down here? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's me <laughs> in the window at night. 
That's my son. Get him, boy. Why is this my creepy dad? He watches every time. <laughs> he roots for me from the sidelines. He's so caring. <laughs> but it doesn't take him long. He'll be gone in about two seconds, don't we? <laughs> um, so relationship-wise, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, we have we have differences there. And then you have a child as well. Yes, I do. From a previous relationship, but all that's good. Yeah. Um, yes, I do. And he is four, just turned four in December. And his name is Lincoln, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. For two reasons. Yeah. Presidential and the most awesome video game in the world. Legend of Zelda. That's right. Yeah. And Which I can't get him into just yet, but I'm working on it. It's his so, namesake. So, he has to. He'll get it. Yeah, yeah, he has to. He's only four, so he's gonna, he's, he'll get it eventually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a five-year-old granddaughter mm. and a two-year-old grandson. And so in between there is a four, and so I can understand what you're going through with age. I have multiple sclerosis. Your son has? Asperger's, actually, which they don't have an official diagnosis for, but basically that falls on the higher end of the spectrum of the uh, SPD scale for autism, in case anyone's wondering. Yeah. So we both deal with dilemmas that we have to get through, and you are a very loving person with that. And my wife is very loving to me. It hasn't hit me more than she has to. And, uh, <laughs> and she doesn't scoff at me and point at me and go, oh, he can't do a damn thing. And that's a, that, these are all connections that we have. Uh, mm. We both have beautiful women that are horny devils. We both <laughs> have illnesses with our families, situations, but we both deal with it. And that, and that adds to compassion on both of our ends. We both have incredible sense of humors, which I love. You're incredibly artistic by doing art. Thank uh, you. Drawing and doing computer and, art and graphics and writing. And um, you. You, do you have a job now writing again? Didn't you? Um, sort of. We'll, we'll get into that whenever we talk about projects. Okay. It's not a paying gig, but it's a gig. So. It's an awesome gig because I've read what yeah. you've been doing, and that's important. And I'm a musician as well. Uh which leads to my artistic. I've done paintings before. I would love to get into it again. Once I get my Bob Ross set, I'll be set. <laughs> um, it's colored by number, and that's important because I can't count. So it teaches me how to count and paint. Um, Bob Ross. So these are things that make us get along. Yeah. Very close. Um, I've been in touch with you for like like a year and a half, so, and we've, and we've, talked about a lot of things that are important to us you've helped me through some really rough situations i've talked to you through some i think you've had some hairy situations what i love about it though is it just kind of seemed to appear out of nowhere like and i know that sounds a little corny but i mean really like you just kind of reached over to me from the other side of the pond and yeah well i wouldn't say the pond there's not an ocean between us but (laughs) it feels like there is the size of the dirt mound and and there we are and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm really glad to be your friend. And I thought, hey, let's do a show about our caps. So, which I love, and yeah. I think this is actually going to turn out to be one of the better podcasts that I'm involved with. Oh, thanks. So hopefully, we now what's we worth, get it there. What's the worst one that you're involved with, podcast wise? <laughs> yeah, on the spot. Let's see what you got there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I would say at the moment, just due to frustrations with it, I would say creator speak because. Oh. Uh, Actually, finding people to interview for that show is a lot more challenging than I thought it would be. Because I'm trying to avoid having too many repeat guests like this early on. Maybe somewhere down the line, you know. But yeah, uh, 
every time I try to schedule something for it, something falls through. Like I had two scheduled for this week and both of them fell through. So I've kind of just spent all week not doing anything. Oh. And that's a bummer. So that gets pretty frustrating. But that's kind of on me. Like I can't really do anything about it because the nature of the show itself. I wish that we could get a handle on Blue Dogs too. So I would probably say that's probably the worst one I'm involved with. Um, don't really know what the hell I'm doing with it. I want to keep going with it. I know that. But it's one of those shows where I kind of just went into it blindly. So now I'm still trying to figure out what it's supposed to be. And it's like an empty room and you've, you've got to fill it up with furniture kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, what about you? What I, about when you? I think about podcasts, well, uh, I, music. There's music that is ticking me off and it's taken me almost three years to put out this spring 80 synth album because of uh motivation it's just i get started and then i have so many start and stop parts with different songs even some songs are like a measure long and then i'll quit and then leave it there and it's a measure and i don't know what to do with it i'll come in and be like okay let's work on this and it's like mm. i don't know what to add to it what should i do to it same same like you you walk into an empty room you want to put more furniture and all i have right now is a lamp i don't even know what right. table to put underneath it so those die out i started two shows which have fermented and i really want to pick them back up again uh one is the one that you were on retrovarian i would love to pick that back up again and another idea i have is the metal pedal podcast which i've got to find me a nice burnt out heavy metal head somewhere here in <laughs> connecticut i want it to be a physical person sitting here and then mm -hmm. every episode have a call-in a skype person come and yeah. join us so to be three people per episode and and definitely revisits. I've talked to a buddy of mine, Mike Roshan, to see if he would be interested, but I can't get him to reply. And unfortunately, that's strictly Skype. I definitely want a physical being here. Uh, Mike right. and I, Mike and I did a show before called uh, Zerbinator's Horror Nights, which I would love to bring back. But uh, the time it takes to find a movie and then talk about it—it's just everything else going on. That unfortunately was a show I had to cut. So right. these are the projects that just end up fermenting the podcast slip away after a while if they're not continuous please stand by is going strong i love that pastor and the pappy's going strong i love that and today i just yeah. rebooted a toms with phil he was just here so an uh, open-minded skeptic but uh so that's our current projects i guess and now current projects so is there what are the current projects that you're working on now that aren't fermenting out <laughs> okay, that aren't fermenting out. Uh, well, hopefully this becomes an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, without going into too much detail, there's been a couple of false starts with this. So hopefully, oh, yeah. this is the one. This is this is but, it. Yeah. Yeah. Damn Fingers it. crossed. Um, <laughs> Uh, I just got. I just recently started a new writing gig, which is exciting. It's not paying like the previous one I had, but right. um, it's something I'm actually interested in. You know, it's this website called GameRumors.net. There's also a podcast and a Twitch channel that goes along with it. Oh, with it, excuse nice. me. Which, yeah, which uh, you know what Twitch is, correct? I've seen Twitch TV before. I've seen commercials for it. I think more than anything on other Roku channels, but. What is okay, Twitch it's just a, it's just a streaming service. Like a lot of um, 
a lot of paid video gamers basically get on there and like live stream like let's plays and things of that nature oh, and okay. if you're good at what you do kind of like youtube you can get paid for it right well um this girl uh her name her online net handle i don't feel comfortable giving out her real name right now but her online net handle is got teeny and she has her own twitch channel and she runs this blog website and this podcast called gamerumors.net well i'm one of the featured writers for the website awesome. portion of it yeah, so I get to awesome. do basically whatever I want. Like, as long as it's about video games, I can write whatever, whenever, submit it. So my first article was a Nintendo Switch review. So that was kind of fun and exciting to write. And, you know, I don't get paid for it, but if the website takes off, everybody involved gets a little piece of the pie. So And you get notoriety, and you get uh, you get to be seen. You're out there, man. Yes, exactly. So that's exciting. Um, Definitely. But on the other end of the spectrum which this probably won't get as out there, I finally got my comic strip back into somewhat of a little cycle, which is great. The one with the bunny. Yeah, the one with the bunnies. Coping. (laughs) (laughs) Coping. I couldn't think of the name of it. I was going to say Baxter the Bunny or something. I don't know why. I was going for Baxter, but... Oh, uh, no, you're fine. My son calls it the bunnies, too. He doesn't understand what it is. He just sees them on my T-shirts and stuff. He's like, <laughs> Daddy Rabbit? Baby Rabbit? But um, essentially, Coping is this webcomic series about a single father trying to raise his son. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just kind of their misadventures with that. Uh, there's a lot more to it. You know, there's some satirical strips. There's some kind of more thoughtful, slower strips. But yeah. regardless, I'm finally back into a production cycle where I can actually get done with it yeah like uh sorry for the i'll bleep you okay for radio uh, (laughs) as if but uh i'm excited because now i have like a little team of people to help me start putting these strips together instead of it just being me yeah and uh one of them i'm paying the other one i'm not yeah (laughs) but it's cool because the other one just helps me co-write and he's fine with that so i have one writer and now i have a artist who helps me do all the inking and coloring work on it this is the way the simpsons started out i hope you know yeah so i'm excited about that because i like i love doing it myself and that's how i've always done it in the past up until this point but it's so time consuming it's just one of those things where i can't make time to do it anymore you know like i can't plan out six hours out of a day to sit there and get a comic strip done like I used to. I understand. Yeah, so um, having somebody that I can kind of split up the artistic workload with helps a lot. So I'm oh, still I can't wait do- to see this. This is going to be great. I actually have a test image I'd like to show you after we're done recording. I would love uh, to see it. Yeah, because we did a test. I, you know, I did the sketch work and everything, just said ink and color it, and she sent it back, and it's impressive. Like, it looks really good, so oh, I'm excited. Man. Awesome. Congratulations, too. And that's something that... Thank you. That's going to help. Definitely. So, May 6th is when those are going to start coming out again. May 6th, 2017, folks. Mark your calendars for the new coping strips. He's dancing in (laughs) in expectation of the watchers and listeners. There's no podcast associated with the comic, is there? Uh, No. No. Okay. Then I won't say that again. Let me go on to this. Now, where can people find you? Actually, I have a website slash blog where I kind of house all these little projects, except for the Game Rumors stuff. You'll have to go to GameRumors.net for that because right. it's not necessarily mine to post. But um, you can go to JeffDeMarco.wordpress.com and get access to all of those goodies if you're interested. And as well, you know you can find all of my goodies over there at thezerbinator.wordpress.com. We are WordPress freaks. I do love WordPress so much. It's good. 
it's so good. It's so free and so yeah. easy. Why yeah. pay money for things that are free? Exactly. <laughs> That's my point. That's my logo. So thank you guys so much for listening. Find us where we told you. And until next time, this is Jeff saying, See you in the next generation. All of Zerbinator's music and podcasts are under the Creative Commons license, which allows retelling and rebroadcasting as long as the author is notified and credited. For more great escape pods, please visit www.zerbinator.wordpress.com. If you would like to contact Zerbinatorland, you can send an email to instrumentally at gmail.com or give us a call at 571-408-ZERB or 9372.